1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Someone said that stress is when you wake up screaming and you realize you haven't even fallen asleep. I tell people I'm not stressed, just terribly, terribly alert. And I like coffee. Well, apparently 30 million men in the United States describe themselves as stressed out. And more than 18 million Americans are on Prozac. There are also 70 million people with sleep disorders. One woman, a mother of four, said, I'm so tired that my idea of a holiday is a trip to the dentist. I just can't wait to sit in that chair and relax. (laughs) Everyone is busy, but they still have time to tell you how busy they are. We carry stress around like a badge of honor. To be busy is to be important. Even people in ministry sometimes say, I'd rather burn out than rust out. The problem is that either way, you're out. What's sobering about stress is, as someone has said, who we are under pressure reveals who we really are. I'd like to put that in a positive light and say, as Christians, when we are under pressure, what we have on the inside has the opportunity to reveal itself on the outside. We are the light of the world. When you're stressed, let your light shine. This is
0: Set Free With Ken Legg, and thank you for joining us. Phil's my name, along with author and pastor Ken Legg. This week we're looking at a sound mind, and stress certainly is becoming a big problem in our crazy lifestyles. The interesting thing, though, Ken, is that we seem to have more time-saving devices than we can poke a stick at, but less time for relationships and
1: recreation and spending time together. That's right. In fact, here's some relevant facts, Phil, in relation to stress and lifestyle. In 1850, the average person slept nine and a half hours a night. I can hear people going, if only. I just fantasise about that. (laughs) Now, thanks to electricity, if you get even seven hours per night, well, you're doing well. Now, some say bring back the good old days. Well, I say if you pine for the good old days, just turn off the air conditioning or throw your mobile phone away. As someone said, nothing is more responsible for the good old days than a bad memory. Yes, they always (laughs) seem better than they really were, I think. I think we have selective memory. Yeah. Also, Phil, you know, these now are the good old days that we will be missing in the years ahead. (laughs) You know, that's a really interesting point. You talk about stress, you know, what are some of the things that we're talking about, though? Well, many things uh, cause stress, but there are four factors I want to identify as major contributors, if you like, to stress. One is life change stress factors, life change stress factors. What does that mean? Well, when we experience a crisis and have to adjust to change, either physically or emotionally, as a result of the crisis. For example, the death of a partner or divorce, separation, the death of a close family member, even personal injury. You know, that, that brings about change that, that brings stress into a person's life. Well, the battery runs out on your iPhone. <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah, well, young people probably would stress over there. Yeah. Now, the second uh, heading would be what I call occupational stress factors. There are many things that come under there that bring stress. For example, uh, you know many of us spend more time working our jobs than any other single activity. So things like work overload. Uh, when an unreasonable expectation of uh, responsibility is imposed upon us by others or even self-imposed. Role ambiguity, that's when we're given a job description but it's unclear so we don't really know what we're supposed to be doing. Role conflict, when our work demands clash with our Family responsibilities. It is a big one. So that's another area. Then a third area would be what I call environmental stress factors. So things like noise or yep. air pollution, things like that? Things like that. You know, getting stuck in the traffic, problems with your neighbors, that kind of things. Uh, then I've added another one here called spiritual stress factors. Because I think as Christians we take on extra uh stress in areas. So let me give you an example. You know, when when the Christian life becomes so works oriented that we're driven You know, our life is jam-packed with programs, activities. We've got no time to sit down and just, you know, kind of recover. Mm. And, of course, there's always the church police that come (laughs) and check up on you, make sure that you are doing everything you should be doing. I call them Christian travel agents because they always want to send you on a guilt trip. (laughs) Yeah. Where do we go then to avoid stress? Because you read through
0: that list and it seems apparent that we're all going to experience it somewhere along the line. Is there somewhere we can run at hide? Should we, you know, do the sea change or a green change? Should we go and set up a community in the hills somewhere where we, we don't need the electricity and the mod cons, we can switch off the air conditioning and have
1: no worries? You know, what's the answer? Well, a sea change or a green change might be right for some people, but it doesn't deal with the general problem of stress. Now, stress is a fact of life. All living involves stress. In fact, the only stress-free zone is the grave. <laughs> no stress there, Phil. But stress is simply the response your body makes to any demand that you place upon it. So in that sense, stress is unavoidable. And not all stress is bad. In fact, a certain amount of stress is necessary for renewal and growth. Efficiency often increases as stress increases. Mm. I, I don't know about you, but I work better under stress. A lot of people do. Uh, physically speaking, you know, we build ourselves up by intentionally inducing stress on our muscles. But the problem is when stress is prolonged, it becomes harmful. So the same adrenaline that uh, prepares the body for action is also toxic and may lead to sickness, insomnia, hypertension, and even premature ageing. And then, of course, stress becomes distress.
0: Mm. There are many structures that you could say that are like that too. You have to actually have to put them under stress for them to have strength, but it can go too far and then you break it. Then I mean, it snaps, It's yeah. the balance thing, I guess.
1: That's right. The Bible talks about stress, doesn't it? Well, it doesn't actually mention stress, but it does mention distress. And in fact, it's a very interesting word. It's the word stenochoria, stenochoria made up of two words, stenos, which is narrow, from which we get the word stenosis, which is the hardening or the narrowing of the arteries. And then chora is a place. So put it together, it means to crowd into a narrow space, to be pressed for room or cramped or hemmed in, to be squeezed into a frustrating tight corner. It's the opposite of being in a large place. Mm. Now, some people cope with stress, but others buckle under it. Now, Paul um, he said he was troubled on every side. In other words, every side it was coming at him. But he says, not distressed. I don't feel like I'm squeezed, uh, you know, out of um, control here. Yeah, I'm still in a big place with God, a broad place with God. David said, I called on the Lord in distress, and the Lord answered me and brought me into a broad place. I guess the good thing out of all of that is that there is
0: hope if we feel stressed, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And there's others in the Bibles. In the Bible, I can think of the experienced uh, stressful circumstances, and they were able to turn to the Lord for help. And that's a real encouragement for us. So you think of guys like David and Paul. We think of them as you know the giants of the faith, but they were under stress and in very stressful conditions, but were able to, to turn to the Lord.
1: Absolutely, and uh, let's remember that Jesus. You know, when he left Earth, he bequeathed us his peace. He said, "My peace." I leave with you. Now, that must mean something, <laughs> yeah. you know, about the quality of life that we were meant to live and that he wants us to live and to enjoy. He said, my peace, I leave with you. He didn't say there'd be the absence of trials and stressful yeah. things, but in the midst of that, we can enjoy peace. And, of course, he gave that wonderful invitation. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, yeah. I believe that, you know, he's still giving that invitation today. He's reaching out to his people, say, come on, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Anyone to say, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. In other words, look at the way that I lived on planet Earth. Well, how did he live? You know, he said, Oh, it's easy. You know, you were God. Well, yeah, he, he's God, but on earth he didn't live as God, he lived as a man. He placed himself under all the restrictions, limitations that you and I go through so that he could experience the totality of life and everything that comes at us, you know. Mm. But how did he live? Well, he lived in union with his father. You know, he said, without the father, I can do nothing. So he lived in this sense of dependence. Then he said, now, you live like that and and you come under the yoke with me and my yoke is easy. You look at that word in the Greek, Phil, it actually means that it's it's um, tailor-made. <laughs> That's how we should be living. Really? Tailor-made. And, uh, tailor-made. That basically, I mean, if I can summarize it, it's easy. It's compatible. It's just right for us, you know, to live under the yoke with Jesus. And then he said, my burden is light. Now, here's a problem. Sometimes we take a burden that he never put on us. It's a self-imposed burden or it's a burden that we've allowed others to impose upon us. But yeah. his burden is actually light. And um, So you know He gives us this incredible invitation There there may be some of our listeners right now That really do feel stressed out Life is just coming at them from every direction So what do they do? Well I believe that they respond To this invitation They say yes Lord I'm going to come under the yoke with you I'm going to learn to pass the strain Pass my care upon you Hand it over to you But also I'm not going to take upon myself A burden that you haven't imposed upon me um, A burden that's going to weigh me down Because your burden is blind.
0: Some practical help this week on A Sound Mind. And we'll have more on this discussion tomorrow. Do join us. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Leg, including the book What's Eating You?, which features topics from today's message, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.